accountants. It's time to make it count. My name is Freddie Bennett, former accounting industry executive turned entrepreneur, business owner, change maker, and Guinness world record holder. In each episode, we bring you the powerhouses from across the accounting world to help you discover how to unlock endless possibilities, turbocharge your accounting practice, and make it count in business and in life. Thank you for showing up for yourself today. Now, let's dive into another unmissable episode of Make It Count. It is time for another show-stopping episode of Make It Count. And today, folks, I've got a real double treat for you. Many are called, but few are chosen. Today, we are graced with the presence of Tim Garth and Dan Osborne, directors at Cats Accountants, and better known as the podcountant phenomenon, the two drunk accountants. Tim and Dan, welcome to Make It Count. Well, what an intro. Wow. What an intro. Thank you, mate. Thanks it's, for having us. It's an honor to be on the podcast today. You know, um, with an intro like that, we'll come back anytime. It's an honor <laughs> to be here. I think I pretty much hit the height. So thank you for coming, guys. It's been a great show and uh, we'll see everyone next week. <laughs> All downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, guys, I'm, I'm really excited about this episode. I know obviously I appeared on your show recently. It was a blast and we're going to have the same now with a bit of rocket fuel poured on top. Um, but guys, to start us off, if anyone hasn't heard of, of you guys in your roles of directors at Cats Accountants or as the Two Drunk Accountants podcast, tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, so we have an accounting firm, Cats Accountants, on the central coast of New South Wales. We've both been here for over 10 years, plugging away at our business here. But uh, as you said, uh, we're also the Two Drunk Accountants podcast, which is a uh, a podcast that we love doing, dispelling the myths and mysteries of running a small business hmm. with a lovely beverage, as long as we're not recording at a 9am on a Thursday morning. Yeah, that's not advisable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of silly buggers giving out some good content, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty much nailed it, Dan. Yeah. Um, we, we like to keep it authentic, hmm. keep it real. And yeah, we really do. I think we care about our clients. We care hmm. about people in business. Hmm. We care about our listeners now too, that we've been on the podcast journey. So yeah. Did that grow, that love for the listeners? Did you start off hating them or... Um... <laughs> yeah well tim used to start every episode talking trash to everyone who ever listens to the podcast but we quickly got rid of that and surprising listeners went up after that it's weird yeah. i was uh going to that treat and mean keep it keen yeah. sort of thing didn't work just disdain yeah. is the word i would use just absolute disdain for listeners love it guys we're going to dive into into the podcast and the two drunk accountants a, a bit further on the show but for now i'd love to look at Tim and Dan, the accountants. And mm. what is the backstory for both of you? Did you always want to be accountants? How long have you known each other? How did this grow into the successful business that we see today? I'll kick this one off. Um, off. So my full name is Timothy Shane Garth. And uh, I like to tell people my journey of being an accountant started when I was born because uh, my initials spell GST backwards, mm. actually. Nice. My parents uh, were accountants. And uh, I guess they knew GST was going to be around in about a decade after mm. I was born. Uh, and then for some reason, uh, growing up the son of business owners, accountants, I also wanted to do accounting. And I had no idea what it involved or why I wanted to do it, really. I just thought it was a good opportunity and I loved where I lived. 
and uh, I could get into the family business. Thankfully, once I did, when I turned 18 and finished my last high school exam, I found I really enjoyed it and that I felt like I was really good at it. I felt confident. So my journey has been pretty much my entire life Mm. (laughs) of being in the accounting industry, the child of business owners and, and accountants. Love it. I like to think... Tim is like the bane of the accounting world. He it was born by accountants, <laughs> raised by it. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I, I had no option. Though I do have a brother who's very artistic. Mm. And uh, because I couldn't draw pictures or even color between the lines, I think I knew. And I really enjoyed numbers. So I just knew. Mm. I very much knew. But what about you, Dan? You weren't born in it, were you? I was not born or raised by accountants. Uh, I I have a very different journey to Tim. I I didn't know that this was an industry I would have ended up in, to be honest. I started off at uni doing a science degree, doing physics, Mm. (laughs) with a commerce degree on the side because my dad said, it's a good idea to have a backup. Jeez, uh, you sound like a nerd, Dan. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, And then a year into that, I realized there's probably not much future in... um, in this science degree. I'm not sure what kind of career I can make out of this. So instead, I made the bold choice of studying accounting and film. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you really liked movies. Yeah, because I really liked movies. And um, one night, uh, I think it was my 20th birthday, we were out at a pub and Tim and I went to high school together, the, the later years of high school, our, our sort of two junior campuses combined in year 11. And that's where we met. Yeah. And we were out one night having a drink and Typical two drunk accountants fashion. Tim said, what are you doing? And I said, <laughs> I'm studying accounting and I'm working in, the, in a bar and I hate it. And I, what I really want is just a nice desk job that I could come to work a couple of days a week, earn a little bit of money and get on with my life. And Tim said, well, funnily enough, that's what I currently do. And I'm trying to replace myself because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tim wanted to move up. Um, instead of doing his admin and, and sort of mm. junior sort of work, he wanted to progress his own career a, a year and a half into it. It was time for someone else to open the mail and make the coffees. Yeah. <laughs> and Dan, Dan had, had done a barista course. So, really, when the student is ready, the master appears. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So I do like to joke yeah. every now and then. I'm like, Dan, I told you everything you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, I, I met with Tim's dad and, and he said, do you want a job? I said, that'd be great. It was a Friday night. I think yeah. mom and dad had had a few beers <laughs> yeah. at that point. I said, let's do it. And uh, started two weeks later and... What's it been? 13 years later, Tim and I, Tim and I now own this accounting firm and, yeah. and, and going, going strong. Yeah. Amazing. I love that journey. I think um, there's so many gems even in there. I mean, Tim, you were saying that the importance of finding something that you're passionate about and that you're confident in. And I think we see this a lot of times, both within the accounting career and in the outside world, people actually not loving what they do because they're doing something because they feel like they should do or their parents say they should, but they don't want to. And the fact that you've got these really powerful indicators early on that you know, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm doing. I'm I'm here to inspire the Dan's of the world to, to come in on this mail opening journey. It's uh, <laughs> like it has to happen. And I think that really highlights the important. And Dan, obviously you, you must have found that love for it because you wouldn't be around 13 years later otherwise. Yeah, yeah I, I think I, I didn't, much like Tim, I, I didn't really know what the accounting industry was until I started working in it. And then I, I very quickly discovered that it's more about helping people and assisting people and and 
you know, a, a small business owner, um, their business is their life a lot of the mm-hmm. time. It, it yeah. provides for them. It occupies a lot of their time, their thought, their capacity, their energy, their hope. And if you're able to help someone with any of those parts, it's it's a huge impact on their life. Yeah. And so I very quickly discovered that um, although tax is great, um, what I really love is helping people. And mm. I think I've been able to bring uh, my creative side I mean, with that film and all those things. And that's mm. why we do things like the podcast now. And, yeah. and you know, kind of brought that element to the table that I think Tim and I just mesh well with it. And mm. um, yeah, so I, I definitely discovered it by accident, but obviously love it. You're going to really get me now, Dan, with all the film references, because obviously we know with great power comes great responsibility, but you you clearly understood that the early part of of both of your careers, maybe you aren't the the, the hero that small business owners want right now, but you're certainly the hero that they need. Yeah, it's the one they deserve. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And so as you started then in this this business life together, when when did the first kind of inklings come up that maybe we should properly partner up? We should be directors together. Was that like a not a light bulb moment over a couple of beers? Was it the kind of the, the inkling that you both had? How did that all come about? Uh, I think I was grooming Dan since day one. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I think this journey started long before I was even on the on the scene, to be honest. Um, no, no. <clears throat> I, I, you know, Dan and I got along well. We weren't like best mates at school or anything. We were in the huh. same circle of friends. I saw firsthand what running a business was like for mom and dad. And uh, it was really hard for them to take time away and not have the full ownership of everything that was going on in the business. So very early on, I the uh, the business owner's son coming in felt like he owned the business from day one. So people probably didn't like that in the team. But um, I, I did feel a great sense of ownership. And as soon as Dan came into the business and we we're working well together, I thought, this could really work, actually. It might be good to have a business partner mm. um, so that we can share the responsibility. Mm. We can share the wins, the losses um, and everything in between. Mm. Yeah. And I think for me, very early on, I was lucky enough for Tim's dad, Warren, to to really you know, make it clear that that is an option, um, that he will exit the business at some point in the near future. And if I wanted it and if I had, you know, if I worked for it and if I did all the study and all the things you needed to do, then I could do it. And so I saw that as a long-term vision for me. I didn't really know what that meant. And then over years, we sort of figured it out and worked Mm. out what, okay, what does this look like? Mm. And then at some point we pulled the trigger. It was pretty brilliant of dad, really. I always Mm. say this, he he really did work his way out of a job. Yeah. This is by giving us full ownership and full reins Mm. over the business way before we purchased it Mm. from him. And making it feel like it was our business years before we bought it off him, basically. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, giving that sense to not just us, but everyone in, in the business, really. So, yeah, uh, I think uh, as pretty, Tim, pretty smart. Tim kind of said it, it's, you know, being the son of the people who own the business, you felt an ownership straight away. It yeah. took me mm. a few more years to realize, mm. oh, okay, yeah, this is, they, they're allowing me to, to make some choices here and, and to do some things and to take some responsibility on this. But it was definitely quite a genius move by your dad to, to yeah. an exit plan for him. It was like a godfather moment where yeah, he was he was pulling the strings and just say, I had this plan all along. I've been planning this for decades <laughs> and um just waiting yeah. for all the pieces to fall into place. 
That's it. Yeah. yeah. Pretty smart, really. We just did some personality tests yeah. earlier today. He must be an architect as well. He's <laughs> planning, strategic thinking. Nice. So that, that's great into the next question in terms of, of how you work together. So you've been on the journey, you've come in, you're now the, the co-owners of the business in terms of how you complement each other. I was going to say how you rub each other up the wrong way, but that's maybe that's for no, that's all, to make it count after hours. Ways. That's for the uh, the subscribers only. Um, but yeah, <laughs> in terms of, of how do you work together? How do you create the best combination using both of your superpowers? Yeah, I think it's question. I think it's ever evolving. I don't, Definitely, yeah. I think there's a lot that happens in life, right? There's a lot of changes. You know, Tim's just had a baby a little while ago, so his whole life is different to what it was two years ago, and yeah. and what he's capable of doing right now or what his strength is right now is very different to what it was maybe two years ago. Yeah, And that's the same with me. My life changes and things happen differently. So I think it's never a one solution works forever Mm. sort of um, process. I think it's every now and then you've just got to reevaluate and say, all right, well, this isn't really working now. What do we do? It's pretty boring that way, really, isn't yeah. it? We're just both very understanding, rational, yeah. um, trusting people. We are open with each other. Yeah. And so if we disagree on something, which we have yeah. recently a few times, yeah. we don't see it as an argument or anything. We just basically challenge the assumptions, yeah. figure out a solution. Um, usually the best, the most um, logical or, or the one that is the best compromise will win. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, people joke about a business relationship is like a marriage. It sort of is like a marriage, mm. you know, there's definitely times where we have conflicting goals or we have yeah. things that we want to do differently and we go, okay, well, let's compromise. Let's talk about it and yeah. figure it out. Mm. And I don't know, we've sort of just done it naturally. We've, we've never really articulated that this is how we go about things. It just mm. happens. Yeah. Which sometimes catches us out or, yeah. you know, that's, that's, is what it is. Mm. We like to be flexible and, uh, and rational and understandable mm. with things. So yeah, we don't really document things too much with each other or yeah. too strict. No. <laughs> you don't have like um, the feelings charted, yeah, sit down every week. And, this is how you make me feel right now. And yeah, uh, not, not that so. level of open yeah. communication. Yeah. No, I just say, Tim, you're a dickhead. Uh, <laughs> you just stop answering my calls. Yeah. Yeah. What's the go there? I can see you read my message. <laughs> no, sometimes I just reply, read. Yeah, I'll say the words I read this you know on iPhone now you can see how they silence the notifications yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm always silencing my notifications I don't get it but I, think yeah. it's, I think it's a key point though because you must see with your clients I see it with my clients in the accounting industry so many people who have said you know what we're we're good friends I know wouldn't it be a great idea mm. for us to start a business wouldn't that be such fun and then it turns into an absolute disaster divorce dumping court cases people are never talking mm-hmm. again i would probably say in my personal experience i know one or two people who have started a business as friends and both mm. made the business work and made the friendship work long term any other cases mm. either the friendship or the business or both has gone down the pan and you guys mm. have obviously gone from strength to strength in terms of, of the business and the relationship and do you feel it's that open and honest communication that's that's the key to it all yeah definitely and look we have our moments we definitely mm. have our moments but it just never really there's nothing of it too serious or too big no. a problem for us to to sort out um particularly yeah like dan said in the last couple of years since COVID, I think everyone in the industry knows it's been a pretty overwhelming few years mm. and uh, we've all been burned out at different stages 
Then I've thrown in uh, a baby into mm. the mix. Um, we've all been going through things. So mm. uh, essentially, yeah, we've we've definitely had moments where we probably know to just give each other some space, mm. I guess, and uh, not take it to heart if someone yeah. is disagreeing or not really jumping on board with what you're thinking at mm. the time. Yeah, and we're not really... With this business, we're not really judging success on making the biggest profits or no. growing it to be a billion-dollar business with 30 employees. Mm. Um, our goal really is to have that work-life balance and happiness. Um, so, yeah, we do try and catch ourselves if mm. we're wavering away from that, which is easy to do. Very, sometimes. very easy to do. I, and I, I think the funny thing about it is as well, I, I do think we're closer friends now than we were before we went into business together. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's sort of like... true. true. We've become closer in a way yeah. through this than Definitely. than starting out the bestest of friends and then starting a business together. Um, yeah, we just got to be careful when we hang out that we don't just talk work. Talk work, and it is hard. Like some, like because I see Tim, and sometimes I do just think, yeah. "Oh yeah, I got to talk about this yeah. thing." But yeah. then you're like, "No, no, what else is going on?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's not talk about that client. Let's talk about what you did on the weekend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, Tim. You mentioned happiness for both of you mm. as uh, on this on this journey as we like to call it what is happiness for both of you yeah it's <laughs> peace I mean, of mind peace of mind <laughs> and more and more for me it's time mm. um yeah so you obviously need a certain level of money mm. to survive and to achieve your goals whether that be like traveling or uh, a home mm. um a certain amount of comfort mm. but yeah i just cannot um, stress how important time and peace of mind is mm. for me right now. So, yeah, it's something that has not been great to be honest. In mm. the last six months, we've had it. We've the industry has seen a lot of labor shortages. We've all, we're all so so busy. Mm. Definitely, time and peace of mind is something that I'm focusing on at the moment. Yeah, mine's definitely peace of mind number one, and then money and the time are sort of conflicting in within me right now because I do have goals. Mm. But at the same time, I think Tim and I are aligned in in what he was saying before. We're not after a billion dollar company here. Mm. We're we're after a certain level. And then mm. beyond that, you know, you, you start digging into that time and that peace of mind. And mm. that's not what either of us want. And I think recently I've realized too, um, the advisory style of work is more what fills my cup. Mm. Um, mm. The tax work and the compliance is obviously very necessary for our mm. clients but what really makes me happy now at my season of life that i'm in at the moment is helping other people mm. um, on their business with their life um, because yeah we've decided mm. at cats our purpose is best life basically mm. we want our clients mm. our team us community. community to live our best life basically so and as you say i think you you have to be the adverts for that how many accountants do we get who talk about time and peace of mind the best life for their clients and then it, it, you look at their own life it's a shit show and they're burnt out and they don't have the time and they just think i can't get off this hamster wheel i've got to make the sacrifices and everything else but but you guys seem to embody it i wanted to ask as well in terms of how you deliver those advisory services for your clients is, is there anything like unique that you do the cat's special touch to, to, to sprinkle that magic dust on your clients I think to start this off, we've definitely made mistakes in our own 
like if, as Tim said recently, it's been a bit of a shit show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but that's just because things some things that are out of our control and some things that weren't. People on holidays and leave yeah. and team members leaving to go to different careers and they're taking a long time to find replacements. Mm. Those things just happen in business. And those spanners that get thrown in, you know, your best mm. laid plans just get thrown out the window and suddenly mm. you're in a, a pile of work that you're super stressed and anxious about mm. and and you 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 lose all of that. But I think on the whole. I think we have been heading, you know, if, if you're looking at a, a over time graph, mm-hmm. there's definitely a, a line heading up towards heading the right direction. heading the right direction, mm-hmm. um, and we're consistently doing that. But how do we deliver that to our clients, and and what do we do? Mm-hmm. That's been a journey too. You know, Tim and I often talk about the first thing we did when we started thinking about what extra help our clients want because they don't know what they want. They say we want help, mm-hmm. but they don't know what that means. Yeah. Um. So. Being numbers nerds, we put together a whole bunch of numbers <laughs> and dashboards and dashboards. said, check this out. Look what look at this great graph that mm. shows you all this information. And the clients were like, Great. <laughs> awesome. Got boring pretty Brilliant. quick. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? What do I do? We're like, mm. graph. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you're just gonna make that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so would you like a bar chart or a pie chart? We could have both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then we realized, and, and, you know, I think a lot of accountants have or take issue with the word coach, yeah. um, business coach. Mm. Uh, and that's because we often see business coaches who might not have the experience we do, might not have the education we do, might not have the knowledge. Mm. However, they call themselves a coach and they're earning a lot more than we are per hour mm. uh, for the advice that they're giving, and people will happily pay it. And so we're thinking, we've got all this knowledge and all this experience and all these things that we can show you and go through with you. But why is it that you go to that person instead of us? Yeah. And the answer was the soft bits. It's the accountability. It's the helping someone work through a problem. It's Mm. the helping them set actions and then keeping them accountable to achieve and do those actions, but then support that with all the numbers and Mm. and everything else. And that was the part we're missing. and, And we've kind of brought in recently, well, not recently, but yeah, brought in eventually. It's why it was a painful journey, really, to discover mm. that. Uh, because, like I said in the beginning, I really did feel a great sense of confidence, and that I was I was quite good at what I do. Mm. But then um, the advisory thing really just felt out of my depth a bit. Mm. It was like, yeah, how am I going to help these people grow their business or, or mm. change things or um, take their team from ten to twenty or mm. whatever it may be? Go on more holidays. How am I actually going to help them? Because really, like I'm just good at looking at profit and loss and balance sheet reports and telling them if they ca- why their cash flow is weak or mm. uh, how they can make more profit. But yeah, it actually is simpler than it seemed on the surface. And um, through like programs like at the Gap and you know things that like you're doing, Freddie, just gives us confidence that actually the little things we do just by mm. talking to clients, soundboarding a bit like what Dan and I do in business mm. together, where we have those conversations. Business owners don't have that person in their life, really. Often they're by themselves. Um, maybe they speak to their wife or a family member mm. um, or a husband, uh, and really they're not that interested. <laughs> so just by being interested and, and being that ear and uh, the sounding board and then holding them accountable to what they want to try and achieve, that's actually half the way. Mm. It's half the journey is yeah. what I've discovered. The clients know 
usually what needs to happen, you can you just got to bring it out of them and that's then keep it. them accountable to it. And if it doesn't work, great. You tried that one. Try the next idea. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's as hard as it really is. Yeah. It's yeah. actually so much simpler than it seemed mm. five or six years ago when we started going down the journey. I think you're you're absolutely right there. You hit the nail on the head that uh, this is a drum that I keep banging that accountants have all these skills, all these talents. They can make amazing coaches. But I was on this journey as well when I before I started coaching my clients years ago and that thought of, yeah, who am I to be able to help people? Who am I to be able to charge that much money? And then it really pisses me off because you see people out there who are very good marketers, very good salespeople, not very good coaches, but they kind of ignore the delivery part. They just say, how many, I've signed another client, I've signed another client, but have you actually delivered results for that client? And, and I think <laughs> I always like to reframe things and say uh, to any accountants, how dare you keep your talents to yourself? Like how selfish, because you could help so many businesses. You could transform so many lives, but we keep this within ourselves because we feel a bit fearful and our egos say, oh, I don't want to be rejected or embarrassed. But, but you're um, absolutely right. You guys demonstrate that you have so many different talents that can make such a big difference, but you have to back yourself and, and you know, keep, mm. ironically, keep yourselves accountable. Uh, I say with yourselves, any accountant out there, keep yourselves accountable for stepping up and, and delivering that change for your clients. Definitely. Yeah. Well said. Uh, I think we're just in our industry, we're a bit in our own way, really. Mm. We're just not valuing our experience and our knowledge and what we've seen and done mm. over a decade of working with so many businesses. And um, we have so many conversations that we start to undervalue what we're just doing in those little, little talks that we have with our clients. So yeah, back yourself in and uh, build a structure around it and, and work on your sales process and you will very quickly get runs on the board and confidence and, it's going to feel so much easier than what you thought it should have been. Exactly. Yeah. Confidence comes after the action, not before. So yeah, absolutely. People should be following your lead and go for it. And speaking of going for it, I'd love to turn our attention now to the podcast because so many people say, yeah, we should start a podcast one day, but you guys (laughs) actually backed yourselves and you went and did it. What is the two drunk accountants story in terms of the idea, the name, how you got started. Because I know so many accounting firms out there are thinking, maybe we should start a podcast. But again, <laughs> our fears hold us back. So tell us, the, I know this could be a Hollywood story one day, but let's get the exclusive for now. How, how did that all come about? Yeah, I think a, a lot of accountants listen to us and go, those idiots can do it. <laughs> maybe we can do it. <laughs> uh, but the podcast, for, for, and I'm, it's, I can speak for Tim and this part is it's an extension of exactly what we were just talking about. We, we want to help people, right? And mm. we want to help business owners live their best life. And we thought, well, how can we do this for more people than, mm. you know, and, and this is, you know, when we, we can speak a little bit later about what's next for us, but basically we just wanted to get information into the hands of business owners in a way that didn't put them to sleep. That wasn't boring uh, that didn't end in this is how you make a billion dollars because that's not realistic for most small business owners, nor is it what they really want. Um, mm. You know, as we were saying before, a lot of small business owners just want time and peace of mind. And as long as they're comfortable financially, that's it. That's what they want. Yeah. So we wanted to to give people the tools and the knowledge to be able to do it. And we thought we were funny. <laughs> we were those people for a couple of years. Yeah. Still, I'm still on the edge. You're pretty funny still. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we're, I think we're funny. Uh, but I think we sat there for a couple of years, maybe just talking about, we should do a podcast. 
Definitely. We, we, we were having conversations every day as we were learning things, kind of discussing mm. tax topics or advisory topics or whatever it was. Or we'd get the same questions for clients and, and we thought, all right, you know what? We've been talking about this for ages. Mm. Let's do it. I went to Tim's place with some recording equipment. I had happened to have at home from music things that I'd done in the past. And uh, we we sat down and we talked an hour straight on cryptocurrencies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, 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 that's the rock star one, isn't it, really? Crypto yeah, chat. And the first thing we yeah. did listening back was um, delete. <laughs> we did not release that. We went back to the drawing board and we said, no, this, this was kind of boring. And so... Kind of boring. Yeah. But <laughs> very quickly, we we sort of figured out what our structure was. We wanted to be entertaining. Yeah. Um, you know, and in like, what do they call it? Um, uh, informative. Informative. But what's the word where you combine the two? Edutainment. Uh, what? Edutainment is what I call it. Edutainment. Edutainment. That's edutainment. Exactly. <laughs> we we realized that's sort of where we wanted to be. Um, yeah. Let's try and make it engaging and fun and then teach them something in, in disguise. Let's, let's give them a, a spoonful of sugar for the medicine. <laughs> nice. And, and so that's what we did. And, and we started recording it. Our parents listened and that was good. Yeah. Mm. Some strong listens from the friends and parents yeah, in the nice. first few weeks. <laughs> strong listens. <laughs> and then being the terrible marketers we are of ourselves, we've just sort of let it grow on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've just consistently put episodes out, and yep. and we haven't done really enough, I don't think, to 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 put it out there to as many people as we possibly can. Because really, that is our goal. We we want to help small business owners. So mm, yeah, um, but that, that's how it started. What else do you want to know, Freddie? I can tell you anything. I love the journey, and the key part is. And again, we this is as a metaphor for so many different aspects of our life because I, I know a lot of people struggle with it, and, and so have I in the past. That we think, right, I want to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast, but first we need the perfect studio and the perfect equipment and the perfect plan, and then the perfect marketing plan, and then we always put these barriers in our way before mm. we start. It's like the fitness person who says, oh, I can't go for a run until I've got the shoes and the watch and the outfit mm, yeah. and done the stretching. It's like, just go and bloody do it. Done is always yeah. better than perfect. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think we say, let's let's just start. Even if it isn't you know, the you know, Hollywood standard recording studio, yes. let's just get the mics on and start having a conversation. That's Ooh. how we grow and develop. And you kind of don't judge your chapter one by someone else's chapter 50, um, which, which I think so is key. That's a great, great saying. And yeah, even though we started the podcast, I still feel like I fall trapped to that. Mm. You know, um, people might look at us in the podcast. I don't know, maybe mm. still a bit of that imposter syndrome, really. I'm sort of like, Definitely. Yeah, I don't know, people don't really listen to it. Or, um, you know, it was pretty easy for us just to start yeah, that. Just to start. But yeah, yeah, I guess we did, we did go and do that. And uh, that does give me strength when we're trying to strive towards new and um, more exciting things that we want to do. We've had on the list for years to yeah. do still. So, mm. and there's there's definitely parts of the podcast that we we've, we've been talking about doing, as Tim was just saying, for, for a long time. That we definitely have what was the same paralysis by analysis. Mm. Yeah. Definitely yeah. have that with a few yeah. bits and pieces that yeah. that we've been wanting to do with it. Mm. But but at least we did it, and we we've been consistently do it. doing it for five yeah. years now. Like for example. Um, one thing I guess people might get a bit caught up on is uh, a logo for the mm-hmm. podcast and and a song, yeah, an intro song. <laughs> nice. And um, luckily, we didn't need to outsource either of those things. <laughs> no. uh, I think we made a very very simple wine glass logo yeah. for it, which is which is pretty easy. That was mocked up in about ten minutes. I think it was done not maybe not on paint, but like an online oh, logo, and we just yeah. copied something in and highlighted a few bits. 
Yeah, well, maybe, mm. maybe they've met on Vistaprint. To be yeah. honest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the logo has changed. Yeah, Vistaprint. They have to sue us. Yeah, it has changed. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then Dan came to my house with that recording yeah. equipment, and um, we, we didn't even keep that recording. But then the original song, which we still use to this day, mm. was just me going, "Hey, Dan." What about you just sing to um, Drunk Accountant yeah. to the lollipop, lollipop. song? <laughs> <laughs> drunk Accountant, Drunk Accountant. And then he just drunk then he mucked around with it for five minutes and all of a sudden, we had there's a, been an intro song. song for the last five years. So yeah, I guess if you just kind of just do it. Go and do it. Mm. Then it's amazing what sometimes mm. happens, isn't it? I think so. I found that with with Make It Count as well. It was it, it was just a dream and then it kind of grew into something. But I think mm. there's certainly a metaphor with yeah, the caveat is we know that the some accountant and client meetings that have to be very accurate and uh, you know very to the point and everything else. Otherwise, people go to prison, which is never fun. Uh, <laughs> I should tell you that, but that's a whole different story. But there are other elements. So whether it's a, a client event, a client webinar, a different type of client meeting, when we're always waiting for things to be perfect, we say, I can't, oh, I can't call that client even because I haven't got the perfect questions or the perfect script. And it just shows that, it's just by taking that imperfect action, again, by putting mm. the reps in, that's how you create something amazing. Um, and I think in, I'm really going to hammer the, the Hollywood and film metaphor now. It's it's all about the passion and authenticity you put into something. I would rather be in any kind of meeting with an accountant who was authentic, passionate yeah. and cared about me than an accountant who was just staring at their list of pre-prepared questions and talking to me like I was a robot. And, and I think with the Hollywood movies, you would watch a low budget movie with a captivating emotional story. Yes. You, you go and see a hundred million dollar blockbuster with no soul, no story, nothing to captivate you and you'll walk out halfway through. And I think that's the mm-hmm. power of, of everything that you're creating with two drunk accountants, that it's you. And just as, as, as Tim said, right at the start around that passion, that pleasure, that confidence that comes from it, that's not something you can fake. That's not something you have to say, right, well, we've, we've done the, the analysis and the commercial plan of the podcast and we think this could impact our profits by 13% if we get this kind of <laughs> audience. Right. It's like, oh my God, just you've got to do it for the love of it. And I think that's that's exactly. key for not just for podcasting, but for accountants and their careers as a whole. Yes, 100%. Well said. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And if, if we were in it purely for the money, we would have given up years ago on the podcast. <laughs> were there any ever any moments, especially those early days? And again, because I've been there, you know, look at the audience figures. And um, hello to our uh, to our fans in Singapore, by the way. Big, uh, big following in Singapore. Um, but uh, yeah, you look at the figures and you think, oh, it's, I'm just talking and no one's listening, which again is probably a bit of a metaphor for life. But But were there any moments when you thought, yeah, let's let's call it a day now. We've had some fun. Now let's let's get down to business. Mm. Yeah, like I think for me, there's never been a moment where I've said let's stop completely. Mm. No, um, there's definitely been moments where you think maybe we should do it differently. It's a weekly podcast. It's pretty intense. It is, and intense. Um, as you would know, Freddie, like you've got to bring the energy. No. Uh, otherwise, it's not going to be a great podcast, is it? It's not. And, yeah, uh, I've, I've tried to not bring the energy, but yeah, it doesn't work out well. <laughs> there's definitely a few episodes. Probably, if you go back, like during the second New South Wales lockdown of COVID, that was tough. And then during, um, there would have been another period not that long ago where, if you probably listen back. We're not as enthusiastic at <laughs> times. Yeah. And it's not because we didn't have a love or a passion for doing what we're doing. It's just because we were so drained. Yeah. Um, that, you know, but, but also I think 
you know, maybe a credit to us is we also tried to bring people on that journey with us. And mm. we, we were usually pretty open about it. And it's like, hey, at the moment, it's a tough slog right now. Um, yeah. We've had, why don't we talk about it? We've had doctors come on, mm. um, wellness, wellness coaches. Mm. Uh, yeah, we do take the podcast in places that aren't just business mm. and accounting because we do really feel like life and well-being and being a well-being mm. affect your business and mm. work output. So yeah, we definitely share those lows, mm. which sometimes feels like bad podcasting, but maybe it's better. Maybe it's actually better. Yeah. No one's ever said they don't like it. <laughs> Well, exactly. The way I, I love to throw out a few Freddie phrases here. If you bought a book and you read every chapter and every chapter just said, everything is fine. Chapter one, chapter two, everything is fine. Chapter three, everything is fine. Chapter four, everything is fine. You'd never get around to finishing the story because it would be so boring. Mm. And that's a metaphor for our life story. If every chapter is just fine, then there's no variety there. And um, as any fan of Harry Potter, The Matrix, The Lion King, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, the hero has to go on a journey. The hero has to fall mm. and almost be defeated before they can rise again. And I think well, the fact that you guys share that share those highs and lows is, is so powerful. And again, for accountants who feel they have to be the perfect professionals for their clients, I need to be a trusted advisor. Showing that humanity mm. is so, so powerful. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. There, you know, there's a lot of talk about people's image at the moment in, in the accounting industry. And and I just think the more you can be yourself and mm. and I really like that you described us as heroes. I agree with that. Um, <laughs> The more we can be ourselves and the hero that we are, uh, I think the, the more people will relate to you and then you will become a trusted advisor. And it's not because you are the epitome of professionalism, which you are, but it's also because you're a human. Mm, definitely. Like wiping a tear Thank away you. on on the inside there. <laughs> uh, but I will obviously stay professional in my... Uh... <laughs> I laugh as if I'd ever been a professional podcaster, seriously. <laughs> uh, but before we, we go to the future, just, just one question on the, dare I say, the economics of podcasting, because I'm sure many mm. accounting firms will be listening to this and saying, maybe we should start a podcast. Like, Have you seen a, a business impact in terms of how, has it brought more business your way, more clients? Has it led to more advisory sales or is it just more of a, um, yeah, more of, a more of an image and, and a marketing tool? Yeah, I think it started off as the latter, it was definitely more of a tool that we would use to just show our difference. And we weren't expecting much more than that. Yeah. Um, we, we sort of had a conscious effort to begin with. We didn't advertise. Mm. We still don't, but that's going to likely change. It's but probably that self-sabotage. Yeah. Imposter syndrome. I think it was probably the imposter syndrome. A little bit there. Yeah. And so we, we, we didn't advertise. Or we did one month of Manscaped because we thought that was funny. <laughs> um, and we, we spoke about... Um, the lawnmower 3.0. Nice, <laughs> but um, that was funny. That was funny, yeah. but um, but apart from that, we so we didn't earn any direct revenue from the podcast. Mm. Um, and and to this day, I think it's been very little direct revenue from the podcast. Um, but the indirect side of it is something that has definitely, especially more recently, increased. So yeah, clients have found their way to us because of the podcast. Um. Uh, potential clients coming on, we direct them to the podcast and they get a better idea of who we are and yeah. the kind of way they work with us. I, I do feel like if someone's coming to us and they've listened to the podcast, they're almost pre-sold. Mm. We don't need to do that whole you know, show of this is what we do and this is how we do it, that they understand who we are and how we work and the type of service they're going to get from us through that. Mm. So that's been really good. The other part I think I didn't really think about at the time studying, and I think Tim 
will agree with this is is the opportunities to grow in the accounting industry and, yeah. and the people that we've met and the doors that have been open and the information that we've got. I, I think it's made me a better accountant. Mm. Yeah. And it just makes you feel part of something bigger. Yeah. Uh, it makes you feel a bit special mm. and nice about yourself. You know, uh, it's one of the best things we ever did. Mm. That is definitely one of the worst business decisions mm. uh, <laughs> you would make if you're looking at pure profit. Yeah. To this point. To this point. Uh, and that has been because it's not our only business. Our main business is accounting. Is our and, accounting firm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we weren't working on the podcast like a business. It was more of a passion project. And uh, it's still something that we're tinkering away at, trying to turn into a business. Yeah, um, which which you know that'll lead into the into the future as we get into get into that conversation. But, but yeah, it's it's been a good. It's definitely been a good thing to do. It's definitely mm. positive for yeah, absolutely. But, but not for commercial no. reasons to this point. No, yeah. Funnily enough, I was just thinking, leading into the future, and uh, <laughs> but you know, because we're coming to the end of the show now, I'd love to get your views on on the future as a whole. What's the future for cats for the podcast? What do you feel is is the future of the accounting industry for the next year or two? How does the future look for you guys? Yeah, so for the podcast, we'll start there. We just want to help more people. Still, I, mm. I think we have a real opportunity and i've always believed this and as tim said because we haven't thought of it as a business we've thought of it as a as a passion we haven't put enough energy into this side of it but i, I do think there's a real opportunity for us to help lots and lots and lots of small business owners mm. and so the future of the podcasts we will still continue to do it we'll still continue to be ourselves and and to be everything that people love about the podcast and us however we also want to be able to offer some additional parts to it so that would be online training and group accountability for like business owners and a community and really bringing people together and helping you know even more people become successful or, or achieve whatever it is that the goal is mm. and that really motivates me to work on that further yeah definitely totally agree with all that mm. and for the accounting firm you know we want to do more advisory we want all of our clients engaging with us mm. on a deeper level. Mm. Um, if that means having less clients, which I think it does, mm. unfortunately, then yeah, that's going to be the end result. Mm. Um, and But we're going to have more deep and meaningful relationships with our clients, which will be really good because I definitely think most of the stress in the last few years has come from all the admin and just mm. tidying up all the loose ends. Uh, because there just are so many clients and there's only so many hours in the day. Mm. Whereas um, I go do a planning session or an advisory meeting and uh, I just come out of that feeling so good and mm. on top of the world. Mm. Buggered because you pour a lot of yourself into it. But uh, I definitely want more of that and less of the admin Where? and sending mail and putting out fires. <laughs> we're, we're basically writing the... Um, Jerry Maguire memo at the start that we should have deep relationships with our clients. About to say that, Tim's going to take the goldfish with him. <laughs> I was going to say that's exactly the Jerry Maguire quote where you're saying fewer clients, and yeah, yeah. It worked out well for Jerry Maguire. Um, in the end, yeah, uh, yeah, in the end. It, yeah, the breakdown. But in the end, it was a, it was a happy ending. And uh, who who doesn't <laughs> like a Cruise? podcast yeah. with a happy yeah, ending? Cruise. So your last part of the question was the industry mm. as a whole. Yeah. We certainly don't have all the answers on that. I mean, if I was to predict, I would say um, automation and AI are going to continue to continually make some changes to our industry, especially around the compliance part of the business. But I don't think it's going to go away. Mm. It's just going to mean it'll be slightly different. The ATO, if you're in Australia, 
are already talking about ways that they're going to be reducing simple compliance work over the next five to 10 years. So mm. if, uh, what was it, what would the commissioner say a few, uh, a couple of years ago, if your business is, is based on simple compliance, mm. then um, you might find yourself existing in a few years time. So mm. luckily that's not the type of business we run. Um, but, but I do think we will be shifting more and more to just helping our clients and their business and, mm. and that more complicated compliance and tax work might become a smaller portion of our business, but still an important one. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know. It's interesting. You mm. said two years, Freddie. So mm. two years time, compliance isn't getting any simpler no, in two years. In two years, definitely. I think it's getting more complex, mm. um, but maybe the value threshold of clients is lowering. So mm. more people just want cheap, mm. potentially, just with the economy the way it is right now, unless you can reinforce your value and you mm. can communicate that well. So within two years, what does that look like? Unfortunately for accountants, more complexity um, and clients that want to pay less fees. Mm. <laughs> it's not going to get easier in the accounting industry, I don't think. No. and But that's a good thing. Plenty of work to do. Plenty of work to do. You will need to justify value mm. constantly. And uh, that's where the pressure of outsourcing, mm. AI, those types of things, hopefully will help try mm. and alleviate some of that. I think we are on the journey and I know a lot of other accountants that we've spoken to are doing similar things. We're on the journey to diversify a little bit. You know, if Our goal is to help our clients live their best life. That's not just accounting and yeah. tax. Yeah. You know, that's also getting a loan. It's also financial planning. Yeah. That's also you know, insurance, marketing, whatever mm. you can think of. Mm. So I think that's another space that will continue to develop in the industry is that sort of multidisciplinary firms. Accountants going out and starting other businesses, yeah. aka. Yeah. Because they've got all the skills yeah. and knowledge. Definitely. So yeah. No, I think it's an exciting time. And as you say, it doesn't get easier. You just get better. And uh, that's that's how everyone True. is is helping accountants to level up and that's why i love everything that you guys are doing uh both in terms of the industry your own business the businesses and lives of your clients you absolutely are helping them all go to the next level and with a smile on their face as well which is uh, which <laughs> is really powerful guys we have come to the end of the podcast it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you both and, and learning more about your journey we do just have the final question we have Ooh. the Tradition here on Make It Count, which is the final secret question, which is where the the previous podcast guest gets to ask a secret question of the current podcast guest. And we have double trouble today, obviously, with you both being asked the same question. Now, the fun part is I don't even know what this question is. So I need to delve into my crystal ball, my email, and check it out. So... You can you can take it in turns uh, asking this one, but my secret question for you both this week. Ah, it's an interesting one. What is the most courageous thing you've ever done, and how did it make you feel? Well, I mean, I can think back. I, I'm a huge. Um, uh, I love snow skiing, mm. and so I think back. I was I used to be such a wuss when I was a little mm. kid, and but eventually I got confident enough with skiing and I went down a black run in Australia, which is sort of like a medium style run overseas in New Zealand or Japan. Mm. But I felt so, so accomplished. Mm. And um, that's the way I'd, I I kind of get that rush and that feeling when I kick business goals or mm. have a great meeting with a client or do things that I um, feel really good about now. Mm -hmm. So I kind of think back to that. That's why I still love snow skiing so much. <laughs> so a bit boring for me <laughs> when I was like 12. 
and skied down Zali's at Mount Perisher. Nice. <laughs> Love it. It's like when, you know, when someone asks you like, what's your favorite movie? And and suddenly you can't think of any movie. Mm. <laughs> You're drawing blanks. I'm drawing blanks. Um, all right. Let's say professionally, the start off professionally was oh, the most courageous thing okay. I've yeah. done. Probably doing the podcast. Yep. Putting yourself out there in the industry like that yeah, yeah. is for some people quite courageous. For me, it didn't mm. feel like that much of a stretch really, but then continually doing it and and putting ourselves out there and being that vulnerable, I think is quite a courageous thing to have done. Yes. Mm. And it always does make me feel good yeah. um, when I do it. It's a good one. Mm. Definitely. I love it. Thank you, guys. That's a, a brilliant answer to the secret questions. And the good news is that after the show, you'll get to ask a secret question of one of our future guests. So um, mm. it's all like, like the circle of life. And uh, the uh, the secret quiz for our listeners is how many movie references were there in, uh, in this podcast? Answers on a postcard, yeah. please. Um, Dan, <laughs> Tim, it's been amazing having you both on the show. I've absolutely loved our conversation. We have to get you back for a part two next year just to see how Cats and Two Drunk Accountants is growing. How do people find you How the, in terms of your business, the podcast? What's the best way to get into your world? Yeah. If uh, people want to find the podcast, it's the Two Drunk Accountants, uh, found everywhere you find good podcasts. Um, but also twodrunkaccountants.com.au is our website where you can jump on there and get in touch with us, Two Drunk Accountants and all the social medias. And then uh, Cats Accountants, yep. also on all the social medias and uh, and online. You can find us get in contact with us either of those ways we will see it perfect and we'll put all those links in the show notes as well yes. for now tim dan it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for being part of make it count and we look forward to following the continued huge success of both cats and two drunk accountants but for now thanks for being part of the show thank you Freddie. Thank you so much for listening. I hope today's episode informed, educated, motivated, and inspired you to make it count for your clients and your business. Make sure you check out the show notes of this episode for the all important links. Please hit subscribe, share it with the world, and don't forget to give us a five-star review. We love getting feedback on this show, and I'd love to hear which part resonated with you the most. Remember, you have got the skills, talent, expertise, and experience to make a huge difference in the lives and businesses of your clients. The days of the bean counter are over. It's time to make it count. I'll see you on the other side.